This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680 CJOB. narrative is, is not one that is you know necessarily uh, always the you know the the truth and the reality of things I think that uh, you know again uh, we're excited I think I said in my media at, at the uh, you know at the draft like both Shife and, and Helly are big parts of our organization um, you know, we got lots of good pieces here I think the addition of, of you know the the, the keeping of, of, of Vladdy, the addition of, of the you know the three forwards, um, you know I think it really gives us a group of forwards that that we really haven't had at any point in time you know in this organization from from top to bottom. You know that group of 12, 13, 14 forwards there. You know there's lots of options. There's lots of different ways to put them together. Jets general manager Kevin Chevaldeoff on Canada Day following a, a busy free agency period that, that put together what was a, a whirlwind for the Winnipeg Jets. You have the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade. You have you have the draft in itself. You have Blake Wheeler's buyout, which was then followed with free agency, uh, where Vladislav Nemestikov signs a two-year, $2 million deal. Laurent Brassois uh, from the Stanley Cup winning Vegas Golden Knights uh, signs uh, as the Jets netminder for 1.75 million, Axion Sinfialbi on uh, on su- uh, j- just just recently, uh, you know, signing a two-year deal with the Jets. Um, another backup, interesting, um, Colin Delia um, in in net, uh, another netminder signed with the Winnipeg uh, Winnipeg Winnipeg Jets, and then what is likely a, another, um, you know, a player bound for the for the Moose, uh, Jeffrey Veal, um, signing with the Winnipeg Jets for seven seven five. Uh, Jim Toth, Cameron Poitras here. Jim, how are you doing? How was your uh, How was your weekend? And how do you feel? How do you feel about all this wild and crazy news going on with the Winnipeg Jets? Happy Fourth of July! Happy Post Canada Day, hey, everybody! Happy I Fourth feel of July, good. Uh, I had a American lovely listeners. weekend. I may have overextended myself, but I feel great today. I don't, so I, I don't buy that. That's how not are like you, you doing, Cam? I was uh, I was riveted by this sports weekend. I wasn't. Yeah. Glued to it like I normally am. Yep. I'm mostly on July 1st. I'm I'm there with everybody else and and uh, wasting the day watching all the news <laughs> unfold. Yeah. Um, but once I got all caught up on our recap that I was following it sporadically during uh, July 1st. Look, I, I think this is good work done by Kevin Cheveldayoff. Yeah. He's covered some bases here. The Nemestikov signing, I think, is really huge. Yes. Because this is a guy who's come in and um, liked what he saw here and is staying. And for all indications, other players love playing with him. He can move up and down the lineup. It's a fair deal at $2 million. Um, and, and I think it's a good signing and a good sign that we've heard a lot of stuff. Like Ayafalo is going to speak today. Laurent Brassois going to speak today. I follow it too. Brassois 230. Yeah. And so it, there's a lot of stuff that we focus so much on the bigger names that don't want to stay or want out. And I get that. They don't want to come mm-hmm. here. They don't want to talk about it. But you know, even Paul Stasny came here and then got a big deal in Vegas and then came back. Um, there are players like Velarde mentioned and stuff that you can get. It's just the bigger name ones who have a lot of options and the money's going to be there. Just rarely, you know, choose Winnipeg. But I think the Mesikoff is a great signing. I think Laurent Brassois is brilliant. Delia too. Um, what this says to me is Connor Hellebuck is still an option for us. Yes. 
And we're going to revisit it, as the insiders have said, that, you know, Friedman and everybody said the feeling around the draft was they did really good work. They love the PLD deal. They mm-hmm. couldn't believe it, some GMs. Yep. And then now they're going to sort of settle down, revisit Shifley and, and Hellebuck and probably in the next week or two and, and say, what are your guys' feelings about a re-signing? And if you were to re-sign, what would it look like? Yeah, Friedman said that there's, there's a different feeling, and it seems like there is a little bit about the Winnipeg Jets. Well, I mentioned and this I last that, week, that Cam. happens throughout the course of an offseason. I think you see a couple guys come in. Everybody's happy after the draft. They're happy with at least some, most people are happy with who they brought in. I think Winnipeg Jets fans should be happy with particularly all the, all the talk about where Colby, um, Colby Barlow was situated in, in first. Uh, I mean, he a lot of guys had been, there was players at top 10, you know, even as far as I think six or seven, I heard, and he drops to 18 for the Winnipeg Jets. So there's, there's lots of positives here, but is there a new feeling is, did you feel different particularly after the, after the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade and I follow and, and Gabe Velarde and all that sort of thing? There does seem to be a bit, a bit of a, a you know, the, the, after the, the dust is kind of settled after a, a week, less than a week now. And yeah, things, like things I, I think it was amped up that, and, and this Calgary went through the same thing and everybody, everybody you hear these, that they're not going to resign. And then yeah. it's like this, there's lots of time here to work this out. There's lots of time to, and even some of the players have pushed back like a Lindholm and, and what we're hearing is that I didn't say that I wouldn't resign. I just, I don't know what I want to do or yeah. things like this, but it's, um, Look, nobody's more patient than Kevin Sheveldayoff. And I think the Brisson deal is is one of two folds. You're either going to be our backup, but probably within a year, if not if not this year, the next year, you could be our starter. That has to be because he would have yeah. had options, right? Totally. And and the goaltending market we talked about how saturated it is. Then the story of John Gibson being available and, and mm. everything else. But I I mentioned this last week. I don't see a team being able to afford Connor Hellebuck at nine million dollars. Well, I think the and if they can, it's Arizona. Yeah, and I think that the New York Islanders kind of did the Winnipeg Jets in terms or a team that was looking to acquire Connor Hellebuck a big favor by signing Ilya Sorokin for eight point two five. So if it's eight point two five and you're the Jets, do you not circle back on this and go look? If, if it, you if you want seven and a half. We'll sign you for eight more years. It's all, and I know people yeah. will scream at the radio right now. Eight years is too much for a goalie. That I agree with you, mm-hmm. but that's how these things get done. Yeah, that's right. If not, it's going to be a six-year deal, and somebody's going to offer him eight and a half. But the the teams that, like I said this last week too, if I'm Connor Hellebuck and New Jersey is calling, I call my agent and I call Kevin Chevaldeoff and I go get me to New Jersey and I will do seven seven and a half. See the thing is, it's it's how the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. Are because they gonna, they, they're going to be in contention for the next five years. Are, are they going to be able to sell that to Connor Hellebuck? Is it, are the Winnipeg Jets going to be able to well, sell? This, this is listen, what I mean. You, you're going to have a chance to win a cup if you're going to sign with us for three or four years or five years or whatever the Winnipeg Jets want. Are they going to be able to tell uh, Connor Hellebuck and sell him the fact that every single year that you're here, you're going to have a chance to win the cup? But to, I'm not sure the Winnipeg Jets, looking at the roster and all the things they can change over – I. There's no doubt that it can happen. But when you look at a team like New Jersey, I mean, it's dead to rights. It's on paper. Like, but that also doesn't mean it's going to happen. Well, absolutely not. Things um, don't work out. But but here's the th- Like, they can't afford the. What I hear is they can't afford the 6.2 he's going to make this year. Well, there would have to be. There'd be, have to be money moved out. There's no doubt about that. Well, that's that. what I mean. So, yeah. like, they're going, we're trying to do this. We're trying to do this. And in the meantime, the Jets go, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to do this. So, where else are you thinking? Because we'll try and yeah. work out a deal. But also, Connor, like, Here's Velarde. Here's I follow. We're going to move Perfetti to center. Maybe we're keeping Mark. I, I don't know. Maybe we're dealing Mark and getting this back. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. 
And then you say, this is the two defensemen that we brought in in these deals. This is, you know, McGordy, mm-hmm. Chaz Lucius is coming, blah, 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 and go, would you take seven and a half? And, and would you want to be a lifelong Jet? And would you want to – because this is the thing that's always lost to me. Like, I remember when Patrick Liney was going through this and everybody was talking about what he's going to ask for, what he's going to ask for. And then he wanted to be the number one right winger, and he still wasn't the best right winger on the team. Blake Wheeler still at the time was. But eventually – like, to me, Patrick Liney would be making what he's making in Columbus right now as a Jet, and he would be the number one right winger probably a year ago. Yeah, without a doubt. So that's my case you, in you, point. You, you, you can sit yeah. down with players and go, enjoy Columbus. You got your 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 seven and a half, eight, whatever. He's on a four-year deal now. But, like, you're not going to win. I, you don't have to prove that you're going to be New Jersey. All you have to do is prove that we're going to be in the playoffs and have a shot. And we're going to continue to work at this year in and year out and augment, augment, augment. But you got Kyle Connor, you got Ehlers. We got Perfetti moving to center. We got our follow now. We got Velarde coming in here. We might make another deal to bring this in. Would you consider staying? Because it looks like you're only looking at about seven. Yeah. And we'll give you seven and a half. Well, it, it's. Now, I don't and, know if they can afford I, that either. I, gotta or, go, I have to go back to the, the, year, the year-end press conference with Connor Hellebuck when well, I talk. Well, he wants to win. He wants to win. And he said, when you look, maybe with these guys, it just didn't work. And maybe the team is it wants to keep me. Maybe they don't. I don't even know what they are. I have time on my side. I have all offseason. Then you hear the reporting about Connor Hellebuck, whether, where this comes from, factual. You know, anyways, this is what's being reported, uh, that the ship has sailed for him re-signing in Winnipeg. I don't think that that information is potentially 100% true. But I think based on who it's coming from, I think I, the, I think the I reporting, do think it's true. I think the reporting is accurate. I do think it's so, true. I think at the moment, at the end of the year, and talking to his agent, and then Chevy talks to him after the exit meetings, probably two weeks later. I think he's like, "I'm not resigning. It looks like you're unloading yeah. my best friends and my the, and yeah. I don't believe in it." But when you circle back at it two yeah. weeks from now, and you look at the lineup, I don't think th- I. I just looking at it, I think you have to go based on what you know and what what is being reported. If 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 this if Hellebuck and the, the reports coming out of there was like Shifley, where it's pretty much been crickets, there's been conversations, and, and Kevin Cheveldayoff said as much as uh, during uh, when when he met with with Shifley's representatives at the at the at the combine in Buffalo, he said Shifley's open to anything, right? He's open to re-signing, yeah. he's open to being traded. There's 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 nothing that he's not willing to. But I just we we got to take a break here. But I I think the Winnipeg Jets need to approach this from an angle that. Connor Hellebuck is a guy that is going to be is going to be moved if not now then and I I just don't well, think that, a contract and extension. Swan is brilliant and Delia. It could be Laurent Brassois yeah. and Delia the starting goaltenders. Yeah. Or it could be Brassois backing up Hellebuck. But the point is is he's given himself some time to revisit it. It's having said all that as we go to break here, there's no reason for Hellebuck, for for Shovel Day off to rush this. No. Why not why not circle back? Why, real honestly, why not? What what do you have to lose by circling back and said, okay, we made this deal with LA. How do you feel? Let's take a break on the other side. Why do the Devils make sense? What what players on the way back from the Devils and, and what other teams could potentially still be in outside of New Jersey on Connor Hellebuck? And what about Mark Shifley? What's the situation there? Where do you see Mark Shifley ending up? And tons of other stuff going around in the National Hockey League. And well, free agents still, well restricted free agents all that's still to come 
Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Well, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, were certainly busy making a bunch of moves there. Are they, uh, are they better? Uh, maybe not, but they're different, which is what they need to be. Yeah. They need it's to be a different. different direction. They've, they, well, I mean, I understand. Maybe they're just trying to win another series. I mean, that was like a Stanley Cup victory in the streets of downtown Toronto when they Parade's still uh, going on. When they beat an exhausted Tampa Bay Lightning team who had made three stri- uh, trips to the final. The had fist played, pumps when they got out of the had, first round. Had played right? six months of hardcore hockey more than anyone else over the last number of years. But, you know, congratulations to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, it's a big day for them. They got a lot of key pieces that could help them, but you're right. It goes in a different direction. (laughs) Skill-wise, I don't know that they're better. Like, they got some really good players. They're different. They're more gritty. Klingberg is... that's I like the Klingberg deal. I like Domi and Bertuzzi on one-year deals based on what's coming next year. What I don't understand is Ryan Reeves for three years. I don't understand that. That's a one-year, two-year tops. Got to get you, tougher. Why three years, though? I'll tell you this right now. I've never played with them, but Ryan Reeves is a good time. And maybe <laughs> maybe they need some good times in Toronto. <laughs> they haven't had enough good times. Actually, I was talking to Mike Eisen, an engineer here. It's like, has Ryan Reeves ever had a three-year contract? Yeah, he had a four-year <laughs> contract that he signed in St. Louis. Um, but I think he was, he was didn't stay there for that period of time. I think he went on an expansion draft to the Yeah, I, I just, like, to me, Tyler Bertuzzi, I really like as a player. And it would be great if the Jets could get him yeah. or something like that. But this is the class of free agents when he is the most sought after. Like, he, I, to me, he's a really good, really good player. But he's not a difference maker. One-year deals, you saw lots of those good for the players because cap's going up. So why would you want to sign longer than that if yeah. you're a free agent, honestly? Uh, let's take a break. On the other side, hey, Connor Hellebuck. The like market. William Nylander is a difference maker. Tyler Bertuzzi is a really, really good player. Leafs need to be different. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. Uh, market for Hellebuck and Mark Shifley. And hey, RFAs, the Winnipeg Jets, still need to tie up. How much cap space do they really have? We'll get into all that as the show continues. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Now, Jim Toth, I didn't know if you knew that, but they call... Um, they call Skylar Peters Mr. Canada Day. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I found that out today. Land of the freed, Skylar Peters. He decks himself out big time. Flag, pants, <laughs> socks. Flag, flag around a it brings out, tarpless top. He bought two pairs of shoes, one red pair and one white pair of New Balance. So we can wear one and one on each foot. Comes out of the red bottoms. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin just smashes them together and go, happy Canada Day. Let's get out of there. Wow, yeah. You guys will enjoy what I actually did on Canada Day, none of which involved wearing red or white, actually, now that I think about it. Were you slinging steaks? Is that what you're up to? Uh, Partially. Yeah, that was in the evening. But in the afternoon, uh, the lady and I went to uh, St. Leon Market. Great time. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, let's uh, let's take the convertible. Let's put the top down. It's nice out. It's Canada Day. That vehicle that's giving you nothing but trouble? Uh, yeah, I'm getting there. And oh. uh, <laughs> So we, it goes down, no problem. And uh, we're cruising oh, around. We're having no. a good time. And uh, I got about an hour and a half uh, until my work commitments, and we park. And I'm like, well, I better you know try to put the top up now because this thing's old. And, well, it gets halfway up, and the motor quits. So now it's, like, over the back seats, but all, like, still folded up. And I'm like, now I'm on, a, like, a time crunch. So I went to Canadian Tire and I bought a tarp because we're going to the lake after work. And I'm like, I'm just going to tarp this thing up and we're going to have to deal with this on on Monday afternoon. 
And uh, you anyway, tarped it up and drove no, it out to the no, lake? No, 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 no. I, f- I figured out there's a manual override and got the Allen key out and cranked it down. Oh, and thank God. So my coupe is, uh, or my convertible is now a coupe, unless I want to, you know, get the Allen key out and do this like seven minute process. I, I, I wish the story would have been you cruising down the Trans Canada with your uh, with a tarp just flapping like crazy. No, to, to we were taking her Canada car. So oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but I would have looked like a complete buffoon with my like half assembled vehicle. Anyway, you know what? I'm I'm going to make a crazy th- comment here. Yeah. Okay, Skylar, just Go hang out it. with me. Go for Why it. Why don't you have two cars? That's right. Why don't you trade them both in and get one good car that you can oh, use? All, I hope all my times. mom's not listening right now. She has said that, that exact line. Why don't you get them both in and get a nice, reliable Sebring <laughs> or like, something? That just like, get just get yourself a, a to point. Why do you got to be so flashy? Just get a Corolla. This or something. thing is not flashy, boys. Like, it's it's just only trade them both in and get one good car. I, I get a Ford Focus and just. I had a Mrs. Fo- Peters. If you're listening, oh, I'm so on your side. This makes me sick. I got I got a similar you know issue. My black beauty is is sitting in uh, Mel's Marina in Nestor Falls, waiting to find out what's wrong with it. So I don't even want to talk okay. about how I got back to town. Vehicular issues. Yeah. Thumbs, thumbs up. A, thumbs, thumbs a little up. sore. Or what? Yeah. But the great thing about it is it was Canada Day, and we were free to have car troubles. <laughs> we right. are free to pay yeah. hundreds and hundreds of dollars. To By the way, if anybody's in Nestor Falls, Mel's Marina, there's a Black Ford Escape there that I'll sell you for three k right now if you want. There's a. We could probably do a CJOB two for one deal with any uh, auto repair shops listening. We there. should package up your two jalopies, my Escape, and just try and get a vehicle we'll share. Yeah. Hey, who well, needs you who can needs have Big it. City Car Co-op? We'll start our own. Yeah, you, you can have co-op. it Tuesdays, Thursdays. Jim can have it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Why and then you just three and days? then and then no, you alt and then you alternate Sundays. I got Saturdays. For and sure. we got we need one of those car seats that are really easy to put in and out for the days that he doesn't have it and I do. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll take a <laughs> and I need it on grocery day. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's up for, we'll that for you guys to we figure can work out something out here. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Anyways, thanks, Peters. Thanks, Peters. Yeah, you're Glad you're Mr. Canada Day. See you. We'll see you again next year. People are screaming at the radio right now. What does this have to do with hockey? It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Now, now, one thing going back to, you know, Kevin Chevalier off talking about. You know who never has car troubles is NHL players. You know what? I've I had my Corolla for six years, not one. You love issue. it, eh? I have my Corolla. Skyler's got it. He's at that age now. Think about a Corolla, a nice little Nissan stand. See, that's what I got. See, I got mine when I was 26. Ford Focus. And no, I was 27. And I'm like, you know what? I just need, I've had the Flash. I've had the Mazda Protégé. I had the Cavalier. I had the the Dodge Caravan. Ooh, the Dodge Caravan. I needed something that was a little bit, I needed to put the Flash away and I needed something that I could rely on. You need a nice Buick. (laughs) (laughs) You know, whatever happened to Oldsmobile? Where Where are they now? Um, anyways, we've had a nice Malibu one <laughs> ran forever. Oh, my buddy had a boo, man. He just called it the boo. I had a 78 Toyota Celica. That thing had 320,000 clicks on it. Uh, she, Skyler, Skyler's mom just texts the show. Shannon texts in. She says, I'm listening. Skyler needs one good car. One good Thanks, car, Shannon. not three lemons, Skyler. <laughs> like, he's like dealing with like, I, I, there's nothing. I'm sorry. I'm listen. He's come in week out all week. The last months, constant problems. He just doesn't. He's gonna figure it out. He'll figure it's it out. Too flashy, Shannon. We I hear know. we'll work on him for you. <laughs> That's it. How are you gonna get to Shannon? Brandon? What is Shannon? By the way, text the. What is the car? We need to know what the car is. She won't tell us. I, I asked know. her once before. She won't break his confidence. I understand yeah. her son. Um, one I think thing it's that, a Miata. One thing that Kevin Chivel Dayoff um, really, really tried to reiterate in his comments after Canada Day 
was that moving Shifley and, and Hellebuck, it leaves a hole uh, in, in on the team. And there's no doubt about that. Because right now on the team, there's no bona fide number one. Well, the other part of his comments are and there's no bona fide, yeah, is going to go to center. Yeah. And I thought this was always the plan for Cole Perfetti. The problem is, is like you just hope that he would have played 70 games the last two seasons, mm-hmm. not total, but each season. It really just hit. I mean, he's Gabe Velarde, Velarde right? Like yeah. everybody kind of thought he came out of nowhere, but he had those back injuries and, and sort of yeah. then when he finally healthy. And it's the same with Cole Perfetti. I mean, imagine this. If Cole Perfetti was healthy the last two years, he was in the Calder running before he got injured this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be more he'd than, been in the, he'd be more than suited to slide into center and second line center. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it now. It's just you miss that many games and that part of your development is tough. But if he goes to, but then the number one center comes into it, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to, I don't know, like, I. I still think if you're asking me what's the bit higher percentage of whether Shifley and Hellebuck are on this team or not, I'm leaning towards not, but it's gone from about 70 to 80% to about 60. Yeah. I, I think that they have to look at this. I think they have to understand this. I mean, I, I just heard from some, some neighbors of mine about, um, and I know it's a different sport, but um, Fred Van Fleet leaving Toronto for absolutely nothing. And you can't do that in this market. You can't let Mark Shifley or Connor yeah. Hellebuck go. Um, I can't just do it. I don't I don't see at the deadline teams. I think the teams would be highly interested in them, but you mm. wouldn't get as much as if you had the full season with them and the chance to resign yeah. them. Look, look at Boston right now. If I'm the Boston Bruins, do I not only circle around Mark Shifley, but I circle around for an extension? Mm-hmm. And I say, like, what can we do here to get him? And and I, I would think that it would begin and end with Jeremy Swayman. Yeah. If I'm Kevin Cheveldayoff. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen. They might not offer Swayman. They might go, look. Like, teams are also tell the, the brilliance about that Gabe Velarde IFLO deal with L.A. Yeah. It really is, is, is the stories that I've read from the insiders. I have no insight on this. That Kevin Cheveldayoff stood fast. Mm-hmm. Was, this is the offer. This is what I want. And you either want him or you don't. There's other teams that are interested, but from when I'm talking to your team, these are the pieces I want. And then he got it. I think you kind of, there are teams going, you need to get rid of these guys or else you're stuck with them. Yeah. And, they, and Kevin Cheveldayoff isn't going to do that. Kevin Cheveldayoff is going to stand and say, no, this is what it's worth. What do you got? I, I, I see. Yeah, if the market was exactly, well, I mean, of course, and this is such an obvious statement, but I'm going to say it anyways. If the market was exactly what Kevin Cheveldayoff thought, Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley were with right now. The trades would have already happened. Yeah. But I think when it comes to particularly goaltending and how tight things are, I like, for example, like New Jersey, I think they're in a process of waiting to see what shakes out with John Gibson in Anaheim and perhaps elsewhere before they make a decision. I, I, look, if I'm any team looking for a goalie and I see that 6.4 for the next four years for John Gibson, he goes to the top of my list over Connor Hellebuck. Because you're going to have to sign him for likely what Ilya Sorokin, perhaps a little bit more what he just signed for. But I think that that's where the deal starts and ends. Like, I understand but, but if, if I'm doing the same thing right yeah, now, right? Exactly. And, and in fact, more so because they're like, not only could you have him instead of Hellebuck, but you can have him for four years at this price. Yeah. If 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 Connor Hellebuck, see, this is why if he's saying, and then this is where all negotiations start. You start off with you want to have Andre Vasilevsky money, right? Vasilevsky's been to four cup finals. He's won two cups. Um it, it's, I mean, I understand, and there's Vesnas and stuff like there, but, and, but Hellebuck, it just, whether pound for pound, who's a better goaltender, 
I mean, I mean, you got to just look at hardware there. So I, I just don't see that. That's not going to happen. That's unrealistic. I think Sorokin is where things start and where you would begin to have your negotiations, maybe at eight and a half. The teams that can do that really, really starts to shrink. Now, when I look at New Jersey. And just quickly I, on that, Cam, yeah. Connor Hellebuck will counter with, I got three Vesna nods and a win in the past six years. Yeah. As good as Sorokin is, he doesn't. Yeah. Well, so yeah, well, I mean, it's it, eight and a half then or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's how this is going to dance around here. L.A., and I looked at the teams that I thought didn't really... L.A. brought in Cam Talbot. They brought in David Riddick. Phoenix Copley's... I don't know what they're going to do there. I think they're in kind of in a real tough situation in goal. They don't have the money. They, I think they lost out on Corpusalo. Uh Buffalo is... Buffalo. I mean, I, I think Buffalo is, is going to head into this season for the first time in a while in a win-now mode. But I don't think that they're going to lose assets or what they feel. They're not going to blow cap space on particularly they're so high on that UPL netminder and also the fact that I think they're okay if they aren't well, game even busters next year. So it goes, it goes back to New Jersey, right? And this is just my opinion, but I think eventually a deal is going to happen with New Jersey and the Winnipeg jets. I think you'll see, uh, uh, Vanacek come back. I think you're going to see a real good defenseman come back. And I think it's going to be John Marino. If and a deal, and this is just my opinion. And you also grab a pick in there. Think about New Jersey that works and why I think Dan Marino would be a guy that you could see coming back here. John. John Marino, sorry. What did I say, Dan? Did Dan. I say Dan? <laughs> okay, jeez. Uh, Simon uh, Namich is a second overall pick, right? He's a right shot defenseman. He had 34 points and 12 goals in his rookie season in the A. Marino's final year of his modified no trade clause is this year. Next year, it, it, um, it, it, he got a modified no trade clause. Now, those get moved all the time. But I think in a situation like that, I think you could. I think something could happen there. And also, the Devils have two point three million dollars in cap hit that opens up next year, plus an increase to the cap three and a half four million dollars. It opens up about six point three million dollars from what they have right now. So I think the cash could show up, but they'd have to move money out. And that's a that's a deal to me. At least if I was Kevin Chevaldeoff, and that was what's being offered, you have Vanacek for. Uh, for for two for 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 t- this year and the next at three point four he didn't do very good in the playoffs but he had a pretty good regular season you have a real good defensive defenseman like John uh, Marino who's available for a number of years you grab a pick that's a, that's a deal that I would at least consider given what could potentially happen because Jim you were right to say this last week when you said that if a deal is going to be made at the deadline it's going to be for it's going to be for futures it's not going to be roster players. Yeah, nobody's nobody's going to be in contention and go. I'll yeah. take Mark Shifley off you or Connor Hellebuck and give you two to three key assets that are in our lineup right now. Yeah. Um, I just Cam, I I just wonder like, there's all these players that want to move like Nylander. Yeah. And what's Calgary going to do with Elias Lindholm and all that? John Gibson, Connor Hellebuck, Mark Shifley, and at the end of the day, it could be that a lot of them are just back, right? Like yeah. they're just. Back with their teams. And I mean, like I said, with John Gibson, whatever Shovel Dayoff's asking for Hellebuck, I would add two or three pieces to it because mm-hmm. of the contract he's on for the next four years. But who wants to give that up? Like, it's such a fine balance. Like, like New Jersey has to move some money. Yeah. Money is good quality players. You have this excellent roster. Do you want to give up some of your excellent players to add something like in goaltending? They, they might they might feel comfortable next year with with uh, Vanacek in, in that. They might be like if that if that's the worst case scenario, 
because it fits under the cap. And he had a great regular season. But then there's the other questions about like Swayman in Boston. He's ready. And Allmark's got three or four years left. Markstrom has three years left in Calgary. You have Vladar sitting there and you have Devin Wolf, who's the American Hockey League, not only goalie of the year, but MVP of the league. He's not going back to the minors next year. So are you dealing Vladar? Mm -hmm. Like there's these pieces that you might end up flipping a Mark Shifley for a Vladar or a Swayman. And, but, but the thing about Shifley is, is you need a number one center. Yeah. Yeah. So if Perfetti's number two, is Gabe Velarde number one? This is the situation. And are you going into a situation where it's Velarde in between Ehlers and Connor? Yeah. I mean, this is a big question. I mean, you can see why the Winnipeg Jets were... And that's Perfetti and Iafalo and... Yeah, this you can see why the Winnipeg Jets are... are Nemestikov, like... They're they're looking at Mark Shifley, and they're going to look to keep him. It makes sense when you start talking like that. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. Lots of other news around the league. Um, the Winnipeg Jets, RFAs, how much cap room do they have, uh, and tons of other stuff. Jonathan Drewen going to Colorado. Wheeler in New York, 800K. Good deal for both of them. Wheeler's going to be just fine there. I hate to break the news to some. Yeah, he's going to be great. But he's going to put up 60 points in New York. Second unit power play. He'll be on the third line, but he'll be effective. No doubt about that. I don't uh, know if he's going to be on the third line. You don't think so? Well, I mean, I think he starts there, but... Well, there's going to be injuries. He'll move up. There's no doubt and, about that. And watch out. If Lafreniere and Kako kick it into gear, if this is the year they actually you know, live up to their potential. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. We're going to pivot a little bit here in the final segment of the show. Uh, we'll talk RFAs tomorrow because you guys seem really engaged on this topic and we want to we want to uh, have a conversation. Here's a couple of the text messages we've had on this so far. Uh, Blake Wheeler with Kreider. Of course, Wheeler signing an 800K deal with the New York Rangers and free agency. Uh, Wheeler with Kreider or, and or the Wizards Zabinijad could be outstanding in Chris Texas show. And he says, do you think Wheeler's going to party with troops when he gets to New York? I don't think Wheeler's partying anymore. I think he goes home to his kids and his wife. I don't know if those days are They're gone. And- party. Oh, yeah? You think? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, they are? Look, but you know what? I and as soon as I saw Wheeler going to New York, I'm like, that's a good move for both of them, and I think it's a it's an excellent opportunity for for Blake Wheeler and Jim. I know you think he's going to make the most of it. Daily faceoff. He's in the top six. For everybody who keeps telling me he's a third liner, he's going to play with Vincent Trocheck and Artemi Panarin. The first power play unit, according to Daily Faceoff, they're predicting is Blake Wheeler, Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, Mika Zabinijad, and Adam Fox. And you're telling me he's not going to score 60 to 70 points? With a with first unit power play, if he's going to be there, yeah. I mean, their third line, as per Daily Faceoff, is uh, Chittle, Lafreniere, and Jimmy Vesey. He's not going to be playing on that line. He's going to be playing with Vincent Trocek and Artemi Panarin. And he's going to be a setup man for Panarin. Yeah. I think he's going to do okay, <laughs> even at 37 years old. Still a great, great guy that still sees the ice fantastic. I think on a power play with Kreider, Panarin, Zabinijad, and Adam Fox, okay. he's going to do okay. Okay, let's, let's say 15, 60 points. 15 goals and 45 assists. Is that something you think I think happen? he goes. I think he goes back to what he's always done, 20 goals and 70 points. Yeah. 
Jim Toth is drafted. I mean, if you're on this power play, you'd be be a trigger man and stuff. Look, and I mean, I'm not trying to pump his tires and do all this, but for everybody, he's lost a step, but he also had one of the quickest steps in the National Hockey League. Yeah. A little slower Blake Wheeler still has the hands. I spent all last year taking texts from buddies. His hands, his hands, blah, blah, blah. He had six points in five playoff games. He was a leading goal scorer for the Jets in five playoff games this year. Goal scorer, sorry, point getter. He's not the same Blake Wheeler, but I've said this at all. When there's regression, he will still be pretty decent. Pretty decent to me is 60 to 70 points in New York with the Rangers. And now here, Jim, we will leave you with this. Uh, The uh, hot dog, Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest in Coney Island in New York was canceled. It's back on. Controversy. It's back on. He came out. And he, Joey Chestnut came out and he said, we're, I'm getting these guys out here and we're doing this. And he dropped some explicitives. He's all business, this guy. Well, yeah, he takes his, his job very seriously. It's a bad day to be a hot dog on Coney Island, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Jim Till to take you all the way until 3 o'clock. Thank you very much for Jason for producing the show. Great job today. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.